0: Hello there, and welcome to part two of the Columbia Podcast. Part two. If you haven't heard part one, you should probably hear that first, but you know how numbers work. Could you give me a quick review? It's quite helpful. I don't make any money out of these podcasts. I just do them as an audio diary, but it is quite helpful to get reviews because then more people find it, and hopefully it helps them travel the world. This is Columbia, part two. (laughs) as I walk through the jungle now I've just left my motorbike at the side of the road briefly to record this I was going to record it whilst riding the bike off-road and then realized that it's so intensely complicated that uh, if I tried to talk at the same time I would almost definitely drive off the size of this absolutely gorgeous volcano now it doesn't feel like a volcano because i'm about halfway down it now and the temperature's warmed up from zero degrees where it is at the top there's a glacier at the top to where i am now halfway down and it's probably about 18 degrees and if i get to the bottom if i get to the bottom then i should be uh rewarded with 22 23 degrees it's uh, absolutely exquisite, to, aside from the fact that you, you don't get a lot of time to take the view in when you're petrified riding across all sorts of p- bizarre surfaces. Mud, stones, gravel, uh, more mud, really stony bits, few waterfalls. Yes, I rode across a couple of streams, um, and I'm sure for a lot of guys this is like their standard off-road holiday, but it's all new to me. But anyway, that's why I do these things to challenge myself and my god have I done that now that I'm off the bike I can see hummingbirds in the distance huge trees that seem to go up probably I'd say nearly 100 meters above me with vines hanging down a few fern leaves and all kinds of vibrant tropical plants and all being serviced by various different extraordinarily colorful hummingbirds and birds of paradise it's absolutely obscenely beautiful and if i knew more about flora and fauna i would probably be having a field day i've I've run into a few bird watchers and uh, i also did a bit of research and i found out and here's a great fact about columbia it's got more wildlife species per unit square than any country in the world so that is to say yeah brazil's got more wildlife species but it's also significantly bigger so if you look at the size of colombia and uh look at all the wildlife species it's got it is it has the most varieties of wildlife species per square kilometer for example um than any other country in the world so it really i mean i was thinking the other day and my pathetic knowledge of plants i've never seen that one never seen that one never seen that one and after a Best part of a week I've been here now, I can say it just never stops, even if I speak. I'm looking at the beautiful purple petals from some vibrant thing that makes a pansy look boring that have come down from the forest above me. It's a very um, unused trail that I thought I'd see a bit of traffic on. I haven't seen any at all, so pretty exciting. If I did fall over the edge, I don't think anyone would notice for days. Um, but having looked at this place I can say safely that it is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been you're rewarded when you get to the top um, with two luxury hotels um, that have hot springs a bit like Blue Lagoon in Iceland if you like so you can sort of sit about in hot pools that are connected to the hot springs that have become part of the hotel complex really obscenely beautiful and because it's Colombia so much cheaper and the sort of thing you might find in other geothermal pools around the world. I was comparing Iceland to here, and basically it's, it's just, um, just over 10 times more expensive to hang out in a hotel and drink wine and dip yourself in thermal pools in Iceland than it is here. And I would argue that it's more beautiful here because you've got this sort of, for example, the hotel I stayed at last night near the top of the volcano had an infinity thermal pool And after a hard day of nearly losing your life on a motorbike, there is nothing better than sitting back and drinking a one and a half, two dollar beer in a hot pool, relaxing those bones and feeling as if you've achieved something. So it's just been magnificent. Colombia itself is actually the size of France, Spain and Portugal put together. And for that reason, I've decided that I'm not going to go to Ecuador. It's so amazing here, and there's clearly so much to see, that... Um, I just keep texting Jeff and telling him that I'm going to bring the motorbike back in a few days. I was only going to have it for two days, and I'm already up to day five, and I've written written Ecuador off. I can't be bothered. I'll go another time. So basically, I'm just having an absolute ball looking at the bizarre jungle here in Colombia. I've got loads more of Colombia to see, and indeed, there's loads that I won't even see. Like I haven't seen probably the most visited part for most tourists which tourists which is of course the caribbean coast i haven't been there and i don't think i'll be going there there's another one as well of course the atlantic coast so i don't think i'll be visiting either coast and yet still there's more than enough to see in land with all this amazing geothermal landscapes the tectonic plates shift here in the andes and create all kinds of amazing jutting out quaint villages nestled high in these beautiful valleys and peaks so yeah i would say this this is fastly becoming one of the best countries i've ever been to it is phenomenal plus people are friendly and just it feels really safe and i know it didn't so so recently and it's it's so wonderful that it's it's managed to wake up from its brutal past and become what it is I feel like, really, in this jungle, I almost feel like I'm in the scenes of Avatar. I half expect some seven-and-a-half-foot blue thing with massive eyes to come out because that feeling of magic that's brought by being in dense jungle that sort of is quite well shown in Avatar is in my soul here. It's really beautiful. Banana plantations in the distance. Huge leaves that are literally bigger than me really they are and uh, just these vines and trees that have been growing for hundreds and hundreds of years and it's so nice to see that there isn't some massive logging truck coming down here. The quite hard to book hotel that I was in last night is called Hotel Tamales del Ruiz Tamales del Ruiz and uh, that's got hot springs all around it and it's exceptionally beautiful I don't know how they get all this stuff up there, but they even had a New York steak with fries and a bottle of red wine. Now, can I tell you just how much I enjoyed that last night? It was pretty obscene. Um, So if you wanna have a look at it, it's Hotel Termales del Ruiz. I believe "termales" is the word for hot spring. So if you wanna be pampered, then that is the place to go. All right, so I'm gonna hit the road again. I'm gonna walk back down to my bike, which I left at the side of the road. It's been uh, such an adrenaline rush doing this track because it's probably only about 15 kilometers, but 15 kilometers on a Suzuki 300 that's got off-road capabilities. uh, it feels like a a day by the time you get to the top but my god it was absolutely astonishing fun and now I'm on my way back down I'm going to go and explore another couple of towns and villages at the foothills of this mountain range and indeed I'll probably go off to another town I'll get a couple of pictures for you chuck them on the old website oh I'm walking way too near the edge and there's certain death just down there and the very distant noise of gushing water nice lush, lush greens as it rains almost every day here and of course if it's not raining then you're pretty much in a cloud anyway I've driven through quite a few clouds in the last few days I I, a moment ago looked behind me thinking oh is that another motorbike behind me because I could hear something sort of rattling then I thought it was my engine and then I stopped and realised it was a rattlesnake hidden do you know what I think this is adrenaline-y enough without me having to wrestle a snake. Not really my bag. This is about peak manliness that I'm already achieving. I don't want to get any more manly than this. All right, here's the bike. I'm back, pop my phone on the little fella, turn the key and continue to explore. I would I would talk as I was going down the hill but as I say chances of me driving off the side of a cliff is kind of high so I think the whole talking thing's been exhausted for now back to the action if you want to come here then do look up Hotel Terminales which I believe is hot spring del Ruiz which is the name of this volcano this volcano by the way went off in 1985 and killed 20,000 people so in case uh, riding a motorbike past rattlesnakes isn't enough, there's the uh, ever-present threat of it popping off, but I don't think that's going to happen because the uh, it's since then has been observed by volcanologists and uh, I'm happy to say there's no seismic activity at the moment, not until I have another peculiar piece of meat later. Big love, ta-ta. Morning. Let's find out where I am, because I've forgotten. Probably should have looked that up first. I get quite confused with the names of these places. I'm in Hotel Villa Camilla. I know that, hang on a minute. La Pintada, La Pintada, La Pintada is the name of the town on the Cacao River, a mighty river through Colombia. And La Pintada is absolutely no tourists here. Quite a small town. I'm on my way back to give the bike back. Uh, I rented the bike originally for three days, but I fell so deeply in love with Colombia and the idea of being on a motorbike and stopping wherever I want, that it's now nearly a week later. I keep texting the guy that I rented it off, who is a great guy, Jeff, saying, hey, this is a lot of fun, can I bring it back tomorrow? And he just keeps texting back, yeah, fine. Um, But I must give it back because I've got to fly back to Bogota tomorrow and I've got to fly to Toronto the next day. Direct, by the way. Well, happy with that. Yeah, I've got to go and do some work. This life of messing around, enjoying oneself, can only last so long before one has to pull the plug and go and earn some money. So um, now seems a very good time to say, hey, have you got a Christmas present lined up? Uh, if you're in anywhere in Canada, why not go to mrphotocanvas.com? Wow, I didn't know I was going to do that. Oh, that's my job by the way, I make canvas prints. Mrphotocanvas.com. The distant sound of a weed whacker underneath the palm trees and banana plantations of a rather nice resort, kind of a place. Not for people like me. This is more for Colombian tourists. You won't see any white faces in town. But that's one of the reasons I like it. I was quite a celebrity last night in the bar. And the bar, uh, let me tell you about a Colombian bar because that's what I wanted to do right now. While I'm loading up the bike, let's just take a little break wander off across the parking lot and explain to you what happened last night. I was going to record for you. Of course I was. I was going to record last night, but it is it's impossible to describe the volumes of a Colombian bar. The the policy is get the biggest physical speakers you can get that would normally be in a nightclub, four speakers, the size of a human each speaker, okay? Now, the problem is, with four speakers that are the size of human, they take up the place of about four people. But don't let that stop you, even if you've got a very small bar that only seats about 12 people, putting those speakers in there. And because they're in there, you are going to have to turn them up to full volume, aren't you? Why? Because you're in Colombia. That's why. What's that? You don't really want them on full volume all the time your bar's open because you'll have a pounding headache and distress. Well, never mind that. Just... Turn them up and enjoy the rhythms. So I was going to record in the bar last night, um, but there's no point because you wouldn't be able to hear anything other than the world's loudest possible music, which wouldn't sound very good um, recorded on this device. You might as well just type in Colombian playlist on Spotify and listen to the bizarre sounds of Colombian music, which I say bizarre, of course, it's much like most Latin American music. However, the Germans came here uh, many years ago, and did some trade with the Colombians. And the Colombians said, and I'll paraphrase this, I'm not, I wasn't there, so I'm not exactly sure how it went, but they said something like this. Hey, you know those weird squeeze boxes you guys play? Can we have some of those? And the Germans said, well, you can, but you probably don't know how to play them, and it's completely contradictory to absolutely all of the music that you guys play here. After all, you have got the sort of influence of... Uh, West Africa, where a lot of slaves came from, and the original peoples that were living in these here parts. And the Germans said, what, these accordions? Why are you calling them squeeze boxes? And the uh, Colombian said, because we don't know what they are. It's almost like a bagpipe had sacks with a piano. Um, that's probably not exactly what they said, but something like that. And the uh, the Germans said, nein. And then the Colombians said, uh, but we've got these bits of gold and pesos and stuff do you want some of them and the Germans went yeah and gave them some um, squeeze box accordions so that is definitely exactly how it happened and as a result of that um, the squeeze box has manifested its way into pretty much all of Colombian music even the so the coastal stuff I haven't been up to the Caribbean coast but obviously that's more influenced by West Africa and uh it's even they have a little go on the squeeze box but particularly away from those coastal zones i.e the coffee triangle the triangle i previously mentioned between bogota Medellin, which i'm still pronouncing incorrectly and cali um that coffee triangle the main bit where everyone in Colombia lives you will hear this amazing music uh the colombian music which incorporates a squeeze box i suppose now i should probably give you a quick sample That's that. Now we're back to the distant sounds of a weed whacker in a parking lot in uh, tropical Colombia. So yeah, that is the music you listen to. Now I went to a bar last night and it had those previously mentioned massive speakers in there uh, at full volume. And it's just obscene. Like you can't have a conversation with anyone, which is extremely beneficial when you don't speak good Spanish. But you can just sort of smile down shots of rum and tequila and uh, have a bit of a laugh whilst occasionally mixing it up with a couple of nice cold skis. and that's what i did last night somehow i managed to find myself in a lesbian bar i don't know if it was technically a lesbian bar but everyone in there was female and uh... i thought at first these people look a bit like lesbians but who am i to judge and nowadays you probably can't even say that kind of thing but they definitely look a bit like lesbians and then they all started making out and at that point i thought yep yeah, I mean, I don't know a lot about lesbianism, but I'm pretty sure they're lesbians. And uh, so I had a drink with them and a fantastic night, and uh, they picked me up and started dancing with me at one point. Um, So, you know, I don't know how to sell Colombia, but if you want to dance with a load of horny lesbians that can't stop kissing each other, then it's the country for you. Uh, It's not exactly how I planned the evening, but it seems to have gone quite well. So that happened, and then uh, I went for a burger and fries, um, which sounds a bit boring by comparison, um, but it was bloody lovely because I was really hungry and uh, just sat opposite a sort of dimly lit motorbike repair shop. Luckily there's nothing wrong with my bike so I didn't need it. But that was my evening, just well, it thundered down with rain as it does most days at some point and uh, I just saw the rain bouncing off the street, people riding by and fully wrapped up in wet gear on their motorbikes and uh, your man over the road tinkering away fixing a tyre or something as I supped on a nice cold beer, slightly drunk at this point, and had a burger and french fries. Burger, french fries, three beers and a bottle of water, less than ten dollars. I don't even know how that's possible, but that's how they do it here, it is incredible. So it was a cracking night, and then uh, got myself back to bed. Got woken up of course by Mr Weed Whacker over there, who's enjoying himself immensely, while everyone else absolutely isn't. Um, I'm going to jump on the bike now, and uh, it's the last day sadly, so I'm going to make my way back to the bike shop and give it back, reluctantly. Like an episode of Top Gear, I have bonded with my bike a little bit more than I thought and feel some weird, peculiar love. Not enough to interfere with its exhaust pipe, but definitely enough to give it a little cuddle. So that's what I'm gonna do. Ride back, give my bike a cuddle, and give it up. <laughs> Maybe there'll be something interesting on the way. I can tell you for sure there will be, cause this is Columbia. <laughs> well i'm in medellin airport yes i'm still pronouncing it wrong and i'm on my way back to bogota just looking at a nun walking past with a face mask on a white face mask as well so she really does look about as much like a penguin as you can do I had to give up the motorbike. It was an emotional moment. Uh, just just before I gave it back, I dropped it and broke the uh, brake lever. So I had to chuck him an extra $25 for that one. Uh, also, I couldn't fill it up with gasoline. Nah. So I gave it back empty and had to pay another $25 for that one. It's totally my fault. Uh, it was a bit dark and a bit hairy the last few moments, but yeah, I'll miss that bike. I've done every form of motorbiking, lashing rain, pitch black, off-road, on-road, through traffic jams, through cities, through epic countryside, oh my god, yesterday the countryside was so beautiful alongside the Cacao River that I physically had to stop and just take it all in, it's actually, I I think there should be a, well, hang on, I mean it's hard to talk over that. Thing is even if you speak Spanish you've got no idea what she's saying. You know those guys that do the fairground rides? Scream if you want to go faster. Ah, scream if you want to go faster. She went to the same school of MCing as them. <laughs> So you might might be listening to that thinking, well, I don't know if I can make it out. Nor can anyone. Nor can anyone. She's got a face mask on. And she's got them. They don't teach these people how to use mics. That's why it always sounds like that. Because they don't know how to use their equipment. I mean, really. Alright, where was I going with that before she starts banging on again? Um, What was I on about? Oh yeah, yesterday I had to stop by the Cacao River. It's a massive, epic river that takes all the water from the eastern flanks of the Andes all the way across Colombia, about 700 miles, I think, all the way up to the Caribbean coast where it's released into the uh, Atlantic. And uh, I'd love to go up there. And that's sort of what I wanted to say right now, really. I feel like I've just done nothing of this country. I've done... I scrapped the idea of going to Ecuador. I travelled as much as I could in a week now on a motorbike. And I feel like I just haven't seen enough. It is epic. Some of the views, just these distant plantations, what feels like kilometres away, looking down. um, Through these jutting ravines covered with incredible jungle. Like parrots flying around, man. Like actual colourful parrots flying around in bizarre Dr. Zeus-type trees. It is almost like someone was taking the piss. It is so epically beautiful, Colombia. I can't believe anyone would ever want to leave. Just in a cab on the way here, I went past the billboard that said, "How to mig- in Spanish, how to migrate to America with a big American flag. And of course, there's hundreds of thousands, perhaps even millions of Colombians living in America it seems just such an incredible travesty that anyone born in this country would ever want to leave yeah so the misconception is that everyone in Latin America desperately wants to get to America or Canada and there is some degrees of truth in that there are a lot of people that do you know there's more money to be made that you can send back to your family as happens internationally but oh. I only discovered last night I went out for steak by the way it was about ten dollars I went out for steak again and I, I discovered um, talking to people that Medellin used to be the most dangerous city in the world this is of course not far away from Pablo Escobar 's hangout his his own House and his entire. Well, I mean, he owns a town essentially, not far from Medellin. You could argue he owned Medellin, really. That's why it was so violent. If anyone crossed him, they'd just get instantly killed. Um, and he just did it to prove himself, didn't he? Really. Sometimes I think he was bumping people off just because he could. He was, after all, a first-class asshole. It is a beautiful thing, and I'd love to do this next time. But you can actually go to his old summer house in the valley where he used to do all his dealings. All the cocaine that he controlled coming up from Colombia's Amazon basin of course ended up being uh, controlled almost, in t- I think entirely actually, by him. The world's biggest drug kingpin. And uh, you can go to his old summer house. It's all completely been ripped apart. Partly because it's uh, it used to have so much cash in the walls that a lot of looters took the house apart looking for the money. And then, of course, there was money in the cables and the, you know, electrics that that you could strip out. So now his, his house is a shell, so much so you can have a game of pinball there. No, no, you can't. So much so you can have a game of paintball there. So if you... So much... For fucks, so. Anyway, that's him, he's dead now, he died at 44. Right, it's getting a bit loud, so I'm gonna get on this plane. I'll catch up with you for my last night in Bogota a bit later on. But um, hopefully, this this particular part of the podcast was just to say, if you're hovering over the book now button on Columbia, go ahead and press it. It's fucking incredible. One Thai chicken curry, two Club Colombias, that's the local beers. One espresso, reasonably generous tip, $12. It's obscene. Just drop me bum bum. I just did a whoopsie in my pantaloons. My pantaloons. Hi there. That's probably it. I think I might just leave on that note. Like, why should all endings be upbeat? Well, i just fade out. This entire trip has been a manifestation of almost complete highs. Of course, dotted as life always is with some occasional funks. But weirdly, on this occasion, no lows. Ah, you can't avoid it forever, they'll come. But Colombia is good escapism. Yeah, do you know what, I think I'll leave on a sort of melancholic note as I walk around a green grassy square in downtown Bogota, surrounded by slightly, slightly wanky restaurants, actually. it's like This particular part's a little bit Americanized. I just I'm absolutely convinced I just went to a chain restaurant I've never seen one anywhere else but you know when you walk into a place and you're like oh this must be a chain I just did that so um, yeah it wasn't the authentic end but I'm really tired that riding a motorbike in all conditions took it out of me for the last week in a good way yeah so I'm gonna leave it come to Colombia it's amazing I was supposed to go to Ecuador I didn't bother because Colombia is too good I can't even believe I'm leaving already. I could happily stay here for another two months. No problem. Maybe take another motorbike up to the coast. Maybe visit the other coast. Maybe I go to Columbia's Amazon Basin and farm some cocaine. That was a joke. That was a joke, that bit. A little bit of comedy there. Just in case you thought I was toot, toot, tooting my way through the Andes. All right, big love. I'm gonna go and have a cheeky little rum and then I'm gonna go to the hotel. But. Uh, big love, keep listening for... What's the next track? Where am I going next? Canada to do some work for a month. If you want any canvas prints of your artwork or photos, go to mrphotocanvas.com. Uh, and then London for a bit, and then Lisbon to continue to set up lisboncoworkingspace.com. Lisboncoworkingspace.com. Does what it says on the tin. Most people do stick at the same thing, Um, and I probably should do that but I'm not very good at that so I might just bugger off somewhere cheap again because I like it Hey! It gives me happiness What gives you happiness? Let me know Get in touch I hope that you are happy today and if you're not, book a trip to Colombia Ta-ta was mixed and produced in the UK by WeMakePodcasts.uk